All right, we're back. It's another episode of the Waiver Wire podcast presented by FanDuel. We, we were just getting the mics fired up when our expert producer, Martin, chimed in. We're taping this on a Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Just got the word. DJ Shark is not... I call him Shark. I know it's Shark. Whatever. Uh, he is not playing. So uh, right away, Jen just smiled. But not that happy about the injury. <laughs> just like her mind. Yeah. I saw the mind flicker of like Keenan Cole, Lavishka Chanel. Like I saw your yep. mind just do mad. I am joined as always That's what happened. by Jennifer Piacenti. <laughs> Jen, what just went through your mind when you heard that? I totally was like, oh, DJ Chark is out. Oh, Visca Chenault in prime time is going to have a debut. And Keelan Cole, you know, everybody's been talking about he's been Gardner Minshew's favorite target. But I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if it'll happen again. I mean, really, I kind of think Keelan Cole's just a guy who's been happy to get targets, not necessarily a super, super crazy talented guy like DJ Chark. But no Chark. Oh, man. Um, you guys had some GPV plays tonight on FanDuel. And I was pretty high. You know, we came out of the reaction pod uh, Sunday night saying, you know, start all Jag. Like, all Jags are now viable, you know, second receiver, flex position, uh, even Jerome Robinson. Like, we, we came out of that saying that. And now they lose their number one receiver. And y- you know that I was right because... That we got excited by the fact that there's now other options that are going to be vaulted into the number one receiver spot. So Martin, expert exactly. work by you as always, and um, that does affect me. And I guess that is a good segue because uh, I went, I did go, I managed to go two and one in uh, yeah. in my seasonal. So I, we we left the pod last week saying keep hope alive. I had some hope come in, uh, but which means I'm zero two. In one of the leagues. And we're going to talk about that because I also lit up the trade phones again. But uh, yeah, so let me, I got to, I got to actually at some point pull my man DJ out of uh, one of my leagues. How are you sitting uh, season long so far in your 900 leagues? So far, so good. Um, I'm winning my uh, CBS league, my um, auction, our auction league. I think I'm in, I'm two and zero, and I'm in third as far as points. And I saw you bolted up that board a lot. You had a really good week last week, so I had a really in a good, good position as well. I had a really good week, and we're gonna go through some of our seasonal questions because I'm sure they match up with you uh, listening in your cars and treadmills or wherever you might be. I'm sure I'll, at some point in one of your leagues, these questions will come to you as well. Um, yeah. So the one I'm owing to in, okay, which, yeah. you know, in my my pecking order of the ones I want to win the most. This one might actually be my third potentially, um, but there is the most trash talk. So the the, the okay. football player that will remain nameless defeated I, me. I cannot wait until the big reveal at the end of this. I don't even know who this is. So like at the end of the season, you have to at least send me like a text. And for tell sure. Me. And look, I could be sure, lying. Okay. This could all, right. all just be for okay. content. It's you true. Guys. Okay. There's a there's a fifty fifty chance this is just for the clicks. Uh, but um. The person, the football player who I was negotiating those trades with with Devontae Adams defeated me and neither of our players factored in. But then he did call, text rather, and open up the trade phones again. And he also, and I encourage all of you, if you feel like your league needs a jolt, like, you know, it's fun, but people are just, just, I'm playing people with no reactions. I don't think that the trash talk that we always talk about is like something that could really be sustainable. But uh, the football player, it's like Bill Parcells, and we'd only refer to T.O. as the player. 
Uh, <laughs> he sends out in the group text like a newsletter of rankings of our that league. That he did? That he did. And oh obviously God, he was hilarious. shooting for comedy. And um, yeah. but I gotta say, it got the chat popping, and it got it got a lot. It, it just it just worked. So if your league is a little dead with your friends, your buddies, and you feel like you need a little jolt, take a half hour if you have a half hour, and do your best to write a trash talking comedic league rankings. And of course, you should rank yourself number one. That's obvious, regardless obvious. of where you are. You should rank obvious. yourself number one. That's the only way to do it. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Like him and I are like, he he basically, my rankings went like, Jerry, I don't know why you're so grumpy in the chat and think everyone's trying to rip you off. You're 0-2. But I think he has me ranked like fifth on the bubble because it's a, it's a 12 team, four teams get in. So he has me on the playoff bubble. Oh. Um, I got to talk these guys out of keeper because, I mean, this the, the commissioner of the league has... Saquon, Zeke, and Adam and um and uh Jones on the Packers. Like those are his three wow. running backs. Like we can't keep wow. doing this. He's he gets two keepers. He's gonna keep Elliott and we gotta I'm trying to get them to reshuffle into auction is gonna be the play. Cause I'm uh, done with keeper. Auction is the way to go. Done with yeah. keeper. See if they'll do it. Yeah. So uh I'm Owen too. And this is the league that I'm willing to be a little just daring. And okay. the only trade chips I have, you know, I have I have Mahomes, but you know, quarterback is such a deep position this year that Mahomes, believe it or not, does not have a ton of trade value in fantasy for in this league no. anyway. Mahomes off to a very slow start. Slow, I put in quotes. Um, and people who spent a lot for Mahomes aren't feeling too good about it right now. They're pretty frustrated because they could have rostered, hey, Gardner Minshew and probably gotten about the same Cam return Newton so far. With or the Ryan rushing Tannehill. points. Yeah. Yeah. And taking him so much later, which is why, you know, a lot of us believe in not taking a quarterback early. However, in your situation in a keeper league, it was absolutely the right choice because it didn't cost you really anything since you didn't give up a round. So it was a brilliant choice. But unfortunately you can't sell high enough on Patrick Mahomes right now. Right. And I guess in in hindsight now, if I were to go back, I kept Jacobs and uh, and Mahomes, and we I even debated for a minute: do I keep Jacobs or Miles Sanders? Which now looks silly. Although Miles Sanders will have oh. a good year if he stays healthy. He will. Now I'm kind of like, oh, I should have just kept Sanders and Jacobs and let Mahomes yeah. go, and then drafted yeah. Tannehill in the seventh or eighth round, and I would probably have been better in way better shape. Um, so the I I really only have. Mahomes, Jacobs, and Devontae Adams are my only real tradable assets. I don't really have a number two running back. And I have I'm hanging on to like Singletary. I'm running out there. Um right. and that's what I wanted to start with. Is it time to move off Devin Singletary as like a fantasy starter? And maybe many of you aren't even starting him. I'm sure if you're in 10 team leagues, you're not. But 12 team with the flex, is it time to move off? Because it's like a full split carry situation. Yeah, I, I would say it's probably 60-40 now at least and going to be 50-50. But I don't know if I would move off him completely because I just don't know that there is anybody else you can get that's going to even get more of a guaranteed split. I mean, even if we talk about Darrell Henderson and Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers, I mean, where does that go? Any one of those guys could go off any week, but it's hard to predict. Um, so I don't know. And then, you know, we could talk about a lot of these guys that just came up this week now with the injuries behind Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey. 
But again, I'm not sure any of them are superstars anyway. Mike Davis been what on seven NFL teams, perfectly competent. But first of all, Christian McCaffrey's going to come back, so you're not going to have him the rest of the year. And I'm not sure that necessarily being a part of that, you know, incredible Carolina Panthers offense is the way to win your fantasy league. So. I, yes, if you can upgrade from Singletary, you should. I just don't know that there's a lot of ways to do that without giving up a lot. I I am trying. So, uh, so the football player, after defeating me and writing a great column, uh, hit me up and said, <laughs> I want Adams. And I said, well, he's available now. Because the Packers were so far out in front. Apparently, Adams could have came back into that game if they needed him. But mm-hmm. they decided, you know, we're comfortably in charge. Let's let it go. So I'm looking at his wide receiver. He he offered initially, uh, you know, and this was the guy I was trying to get Mostert from, and luckily I didn't because of the injury. But he was throwing Derek jo- uh, David Johnson around, okay? And I'm like sort okay. of interested. I don't love his matchup mm-hmm. this week necessarily, but sort of interested. But he also has Kareem Hunt. So I'm thinking maybe... I could really just fill out my running back position altogether, get Hunt and Johnson for Adams, and then just I'll throw him back. Literally, my the player like like uh, someone who's never going to see the field for me, and he is interested. He would do it. He basically said he would do Hunt and David Johnson for Devontae Adams. Now again, I know that maybe doesn't sound good on paper, but my second no, running back Singletary, I got Cam Akers. I have. Daryl Henderson, who knows, uh, and Tariq Cohen. I did pick up Mike Davis because I'm 0-2, so I was okay. I was up there in the waiver wire. What are your thoughts on that first trade? Um, on the Devontae Adams for for Hunt, the two running backs, and David Johnson, and I guess I could maybe th- I would yeah. throw back I don't know Tariq Cohen or who I would else throw- do you have at receiver? If you give up Adams, who are you going to? It, uh, it's going to be thin. It's going to be thin. We are talking <laughs> Cooper Cup, Robbie okay, Anderson. But he's going to have a good week. Henry this week. Ruggs, right. Christian Kirk. I know. I think you're too thin. Too thin at, at you know, wide I receiver. I actually kind of like your. I I think that you know Daryl Henderson could end up okay. Tariq Cohen could end up okay. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody on the wire that might. Mike Davis is going to have to, I mean, I know I get like, and that's something all I should mention. We will have Will Carroll joining us in a little while. And I mean, I know we talked about all the injuries and, uh, you know, a lot of people are hoping that McCaffrey comes back sooner than even the timeline. So I don't know how long I'm going to have Mike Davis for, but, uh, and it's just always scary. Like he's going to be such a trendy pick, Mike Davis, and maybe he should be. Uh, And I like the matchup versus the Chargers. The Chargers, you know, aren't, bad on defense but you know there should be room there to score so you think i should just stay put with adams run mike davis out there and flex yeah i think you should this week because you have more running back depth than i realized the fact that you have Tariq cohen you know the fact that you have who else was it that you well had cohen's not really getting it? the ball so i guess here's then the not line yet. of question right so if I go Josh Jacobs and then say Mike Davis, my starting running yeah. backs, okay? Mm-hmm. Now cross that mm-hmm. up. Then we go to my flex position. Then my mm-hmm. flex position is going to be Devin Singletary, mm-hmm. Tariq Cohen, flex. Cooper Cup, Daryl Henderson. I'm going to leave out Akers because he's questionable and we don't really know fully yet. Who am I? And Christian Kirk, who's now also questionable. And I just can't start him at this moment, although I do think he's going to yeah. bust out at some point. I do think Cooper Cup is going to have a big game this week. Really? Um, mm-hmm. 
Yep, I think this is the one. Or is Higby going to have four touchdowns? No. <laughs> well, I hope it's Higby because I have Higby and not Cup, but I think that this is Cup's week. Okay. Uh, if you look at the matchup. I just I, I just do. really, the thing that really attracted me to the, I just love Kareem Hunt. And I love that Browns running game. And I know then they played the Bengals. I feel like you should do it because you need to love your team. I'm just, the only thing I'm worried about is that you're not, it's a PPR league, right? It is, a, a half a point. Okay, half point. Okay, that makes it a little different. But I'm just a little worried about you giving up that good of a receiver when you don't have much depth at receiver behind it. Um, Understood. Well, because Cup is fine, like you said, but I feel like he's not as reliable that you have to play the matchups with him right now. Well, let me bring you to the insulting trade of the week that I think is okay. terrible. Um, and there, it's it's multi-layered. So again, someone called Devontae Adams, big shock. And initial order, initial offer was James Robinson, who I do like. I like, I like James, James Robinson, Robinson a lot. He's had a nice, you know, nice start to the season. I like his matchup tonight uh, against mm -hmm. Miami. Well, when you're listening to this, I will either sound right or wrong. And he basically <laughs> threw out so James Robinson, Tyler Boyd, for Devontae Adams, and I think like Tariq Cohen, and. I don't know why I was very offended by that trade. Now watch Robinson will have 400 points tonight, but to me that was offensive. Yeah, I don't think that's offensive. Really? I think it's yeah, I think it's it could be pretty fair because there are very few um that they're giving the ball to Robinson. He's not sharing with anybody. I, and in addition to that, Tyler Boyd, now's the time to buy low on Tyler Boyd cuz Joe Burrow, he's he's getting the ball out quick. I know. I I thought I actually could get Boyd, you know, maybe separately for something for like, you know, I yeah. I thought that was actually too high in the trade. I was even talking to him about, well, he has Julian Edelman. I'm like, what would you do? Robinson Ooh. and Edelman just yeah. to see where his head's Try at. It. And he's like, nope, mm -hmm. can't give up Edelman. I said, okay. Well, then I said, can you do Robinson? He has uh Waller. I'm like, can you do Robinson and Ooh. Waller? And I'll throw in Evan Ingram, who I love, but I'd be happy to get rid of a giant. And I think I'm upgrading at tight end. And I think, I'm upgrading at running back, and then he's upgrading. Because then I take a look at his team. He's got Dak. Mm -hmm. He's got Hilaire. He mm -hmm. has. He had on the. I guess this is why he's trying to make this trade. He's very concerned. He had. My, he has Michael Thomas. He has Mike mm -hmm. Evans. Mm -hmm. So he would literally be running Evans, Thomas, and Devonte Adams. If I may, that's by far going to be the best receiving core in the league. He said to me, "Then can't give you Waller. I could throw in Gasecki." Who I like too, Gusecki, but Gasecki, yeah. Ingram, that's, I don't know. That's like a toss up. So I just yeah. declined all. And I said, you're giving me like your two bench players, Boyd and Gasecki, and you're trying to get Devontae Adams. And then he said, well, what about yeah. Jacobs? I said, calls over. Uh-uh. You're chasing no. superstars and you're literally <laughs> throwing right. around Tyler Boyd. So, but you like Robinson and Boyd for, for Devontae and say Tariq Maybe. Cohen? If I needed, if I needed a running back. I do. Yeah. I do need, I need a good sec. I don't have a second running back. I mean, unless I Singletary Robinson, wakes up. He's a lot better than we thought he would be. He's really impressed me. I mean, will he let, I mean, watch the, I guess we watched the game tonight. You're not in a hurry. You could always go back to him. <sighs> you can't ask for any more than Devontae Adams. So you have nothing to lose to watch the game tonight. That is true. <laughs> um, so you don't think it's time to bench Cooper Cup. Um, not this week. Not this no. week. Not time. Um, not this week. I think that they, they've been in the slot. The Buffalo has given up points. And so I think this is the week. If Cooper Cup doesn't come through this week, 
it might be time to bench Cooper Cup. Okay. Um, and please, I know I cannot give you any advice on fantasy, but I certainly can uh, therapeutically talk you through it like we're doing right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, my next question slash situation, is it officially time to move off of Drew Brees? So I, I, I forward now, this is the league I really yeah. want to win because it's the biggest money league. So this mm -hmm. one will just be nice. Um, mm -hmm. I went Drew Brees, he's been fine, he's been okay, not terrible, not great. Uh, and this was the one I went heavy rookies on the bench, you know, I got Judy, I got, uh, I had Rieger, I dropped him. I picked up, in addition to having Joe Burrow, I picked up Herbert. Yeah. And I like, I like the matchup against Carolina, I feel like that's a lot, now I'm not saying, I, can I start Herbert over Drew Brees this week against Green Bay? Yes. I like can. what I saw out of Herbert. <laughs> yes, you can. I can. And, uh, you know, like you're saying, sometimes you have to take the upside play. If you really want to win, you have to take a big shot. Drew Brees, you're right. He doesn't look good. He, he doesn't look, look, you saw the game. He was barely throwing. I mean, he was just taking the shortest shots he could. He's lost a lot of strength and he doesn't have Michael Thomas. So he's throwing to God knows who. I, I would be willing to start Justin Herbert over him. Yeah, I feel like I'm holding on the fantasy fantasy football past, and I am officially that that team. There's always like one team in every season long that has that's carrying three quarterbacks around, and that is me. So, uh, yeah. Other than that, this lineup is pretty good. Michael Gallup is is sitting out for a week because Galladay seems like he's going to play. Okay. I am. Right. I'm benching Gallup this week. That's fair. I totally get that. A lot of people are. I am playing him this week because the Dallas-Seattle game, again, the highest projected points total in Vegas. So I'm going to that, and I'm saying I look at the matchups between the cornerbacks and the wide receivers, and on both sides, it should be a points bonanza. And I think that Michael Gallup can have it. And he's had a little bit of bad luck. Like he had a, you know, some catches called back, some penalties, things like that. So I feel like Gallup is still there. But you know, when we start talking about things like FanDuel again, CD Lamb is an absolute bargain out there. We are gonna so, we are gonna get into our FanDuel lineups and yeah. uh quick update on that. So, and this is gonna happen, uh, you guys. So uh our first place winner from last week has not responded to the FanDuel Ooh. email just yet. Maybe he or okay. she is busy. That's fine. So for those of you listening, keep an eye, should you win, you know, keep an eye on the email. And even if you come in the top three, keep an eye out because at some point, if number one doesn't respond, we go down the list, it becomes win, place, or show. So now we're we're checking yeah. off into number two. I got uh, the mystery guest is pretty much lined up. I have a few other options I'm exploring, but that's going to be all set. And I did what you what you suggested. And I, mm -hmm. I looked at the FanDuel Sportsbook over-unders, and you are correct. Right now, the Cowboys-Seahawk matchup is over 55 and a half. Yes. So easily the highest so, point total of the week. So Dak yeah. might have another big game. But, I mean, Dak throws for 400-plus yards, and Gallup has like 60? That didn't bother you? That doesn't worry you? No, because it was situational. and I think it will change each game. I think they're all going to have good game. Um so no, I'm not too worried about it. I'm still running Gallup out there. I'm also running CD Lamb out there if I have him, but in FanDuel I'm playing CD Lamb because of the affordability, but in seasonals I'm still playing Gallup. I definitely haven't given up on him after two games. I think that's too quick of a reaction. 
Unfortunately, we can't play any of these guys in our waiver wired contest because they're in the 4 p.m. game. So you can't play the Dallas Seattle game, the Detroit Arizona game, which also should have a lot of points. And if Christian Kirk is healthy, oh, it would be hard not to start him in that one. <sighs> and then Green Bay, New Orleans. Yeah. So those guys are all out. So when I did my some of my pre-Fanduel lineups that we're going to talk about uh, probably after we get some info from Will Carroll, I I did our waiver wired. Uh, league obviously mm-hmm. but I did throw in like I always do a few in the million the Sunday million because yeah. also you know it is fun to have some lines so I do have some lineups involving f- all like four o'clock and Me Sunday too. night matchups which are fun and then yeah. I have the one o'clock ones but you're right the one o'clock games don't have all of those high over unders that all those other games have but yeah I'm the guy who's carrying three quarterbacks on a team in a league that I really really want to win and, so um, one thing I would say is, who are your other quarterbacks? So you have Drew Brees, have Justin Drew Brees, Herbert, and who? I have Joe Burrow, uh, who, you know, matchup is okay this week. And, you know, I didn't love that he had 60 passes for 300 yards. He should have had 400 with that many passes. And I have Justin Justin Herbert. So, you know, Brees, Packers, Sunday night, I mean, prime time. Uh, Michael Thomas, isn't Michael Thomas now kind of like questionable? Like he may actually play? He's a maybe, but they had to give an official practice report from Wednesday, even though they didn't practice. And they said he wouldn't have practiced. So for me, and we should definitely ask Will about this, but for me, the fact that he hasn't practiced, I still wouldn't necessarily want to start him. I just want to see how he looks, even if he's starting. Because eh. He did not connect. Drew Brees and Emmanuel Sanders were not the love mm-hmm. connection that I that I thought when I... Uh, <laughs> I just, just continue to just feature, make my fan duel pick Noah Fant until he, uh, until he lets me down. Um, what are some other waiver wire pickups that you saw this week that yeah. you like? Mike Davis is going to play. Um, is, is Jeff Wilson going to so- play? Oh, it's such a great question. So actually, Jeff Wilson is one of my favorite guys. And if you didn't have to put in a bid for him and you can go get him, I would. And this is why. I think he's going to poach the goal line carries. Jeff Wilson has come in before in injury situations and been very, very successful. And we're all on Jarek McKinnon, and I get it. But listen, this is me. If I'm Kyle Shanahan... I'm not running a guy out on that MetLife turf that has a known knee injury any more than I have to. So if we get a lead or whatever, I'm going to Wilson. That's how I'm thinking as a coach. So for me, I actually got, I picked up Wilson in a league and I'm going to run him out there in a league where I don't have Saquon and I didn't get Devonta Freeman. I'm going to run him out there this week and see what happens. I think it's worth it. I definitely think it's worth a shot in your dailies. So I think that's a great question. I have a few others, maybe also Dalton Schultz, if he's available. Again, high-powered Dallas offense, no Blake Jarwin. Last week, he caught eight of his nine targets, I believe, or was it nine of his 10? I can't remember, for 88 yards and a touchdown. There's no reason that's not going to happen again. We already talked about the Seahawks matchup. It's going to be a points bonanza. So that's another guy you can probably grab last minute. Um... Keelan Cole's probably not out there anymore, but in some leagues he might be. You could get him right now. Hurry. Yeah. And I was even looking, um, God, Carson has three receiving touchdowns. That is not, yeah. I mean, I know like not what we were expecting. Not what we were right? expecting. I just think that not you know, at all. I think every Seattle player is a must. I really, and when we get to our FanDuel lineups, mm. you know, I did use a lot of players in that game. And like, I don't know how you don't put Metcalf in a lineup whether it's your Sunday yeah. million or whatever, like he was manhandling guys in that game. He he could beat Stephen Gilmore 
every which way. And a lot of people didn't start him. And I was one of the ones that like knocked him way down because of that Stefan Gilmore matchup. But it didn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's becoming one of those start no matter what. Yeah. Another guy that could be on the wire that I just thought of, Zach Pascal. Yeah. So, you know, Paris Campbell's out and it seems like T.Y. Hilton's been washing his hands with butter. So, <laughs> I mean, may as well go for Zach it's, if, if he's free and you can just grab him. Now, um, we don't have to discuss this if you don't want, but, you know. Okay. I I do interact now with, with your dad on Twitter. It does happen. <laughs> oh this has God. happened. I'm so sorry. And we are yes. starting to enter fall. We're getting there. Oh you know, boy. I'm over here. The leaves are changing. Mm -hmm. We're we're at like 55, 65 degree weather, which is really nice. He threw up a, a Halloween costume. Oh. I, I just dug um, that out. Was did I miss part of the yeah, conversation, or was he just doing it, what parents do? And so. It actually wasn't even a Halloween costume. Oh. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I used to sing with New York City Opera. Oh. I've done a lot of things like this. Performance when I was in New York City Center, blah, 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 blah. So my dad likes to randomly, now that I've had this career change, throw out these photos of me dressed as like a Victorian ward <laughs> playing in Pirates of Penzance or, or God knows what. And he thinks it's hilarious. He also likes to put up photos of me as a child, embarrassing things. And he just, he finds it hilarious. This is his humor. And I'm sorry, you will probably be peppered with ridiculous, embarrassing photos of me uh, no. that he hopes that you will retweet and equally embarrass me. That That's his hope. He wants to really, really I'm gonna make it as embarrassing if that's okay. as possible. If you don't mind, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going to retweet. I, mean <laughs> I might even post on the gram, and I think that we should oh get that God. photo out there. Um, don't feel bad. I have actually done whole um, podcasts on like the subject of parents and social media, and I was okay. playing... Uh, a video game last night I was playing Among Us, which is a really popular video game going right now. And, um, you know, you play like eight, 10 of your friends. I had my 12 year old nephew in there and, uh, I don't know, something, something came up and he's like, Hey, uncle Jerry, uh, you're going to be on that show, the match game, which is like a game show. I'm like, yeah, you're 12. How do you know that? He's like, Oh, grandma showed me on Instagram. I'm like, okay. <laughs> 20 minutes later, Uncle Jerry, you uh, you got a play set in the backyard, a swing set for Jacob in the backyard? I'm like, how do you know this? Oh, Grandma showed me. I'm like, wait a minute, what happens? He's like, well, Grandma comes over, and for the first 10 yeah. minutes every time she comes over, she opens Instagram and just shows me all your photos. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, now, my, my grandma, who's since passed, but when she was on Facebook, I used to be on Facebook just to interact with her. It made her day. It made her so excited. And she would become, she would friend request my friends. And my friends would be like, I just got a friend request for Betty. And I'm like, oh, Betty's awesome. You should totally be friends with Betty. She'll like all your posts. Yeah. It was adorable. Uh, well, I've also involved my mom in uh, some FanDuel picks over the years. Ooh. She may even participate, uh, in this league, but now we're going to get down to some real business. We're going to talk to my man, Will Carroll, but first we're going to talk to you guys about FanDuel. Waiver Wired is proud to be presented by FanDuel Fantasy. Sports are finally back. Basketball playoffs, hockey playoffs, baseball, golf, and more. And football? Well, it's here, baby. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. 
FanDuel is offering users the chance to play for free this NFL season. No deposit required. Just sign up and FanDuel will give you a free entry to a contest each week of the football season where you can win real prizes. Plus, for those folks who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Why do you play FanDuel, Jerry? Uh, Jen, I play FanDuel because you get to pick a new team, not only every week, but every game if you want to. And uh, sometimes if it's not your week or not your game, you know, you could just go on to the next and it doesn't take out your whole season. And you're also, you're competing for cash payouts and they even have different mm -hmm. and unique contests across all sports that are in relation to your skill level. So you can kind of stay where uh, you think you could maybe compete the best. And FanDuel right now is offering users the chance to play for free this NFL season, no deposit required. Just sign up and FanDuel will give you a free entry to a contest each week of the football season where you can win real prizes. Plus, for those folks who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Go to FanDuel.com slash WaiverWired or download the FanDuel Fantasy app to play now. FanDuel, more ways to win. All right, uh, welcome back. And I want to welcome back my guy, Will Carroll, who I'm happy to be, he's happy to join us again for two weeks in a row. I'm sorry if you hear, if I sound a little thrown off, it's because again, Will Carroll, <laughs> second week is killing the green screen game with that extremely popular meme of the guy and the girl. The guy's clearly looking back and his girlfriend and the peers is looking at him like, what the F you looking at? Genius, brilliant. You were killing the green screen game. Now I've set expectations too high. How? I don't know how you're going to top this. Yeah, like when do you, do you do you change yeah. it every Monday morning? What's your, do you have a routine with this? What's well, going on? I need to know more. Honestly, I was just coming on and uh, I was like, well, last week worked pretty good. Let's let's see what this one. And, I, and I've got one more that I, I really like that I kind of rotate through. So we'll see how that goes next week. Well, I, I feel a little flattered that he's really taken this green skin game so seriously for us, Jerry. I'm actually really sad. I left my green screen in New York. And if you do more than three episodes, though, I'm going to need more than three favorite. <laughs> yeah, I, I need you to go deeper. All right. No pressure. Well, uh, thank you for joining us again. Obviously, I mean, you must be extremely busy because, yeah. you know, we even just heard now DJ Shark is unavailable for the game. Right. I didn't even know he was officially, you know, I knew it was questionable. What, yeah. what exactly happened with DJ Shark? He got landed on. Uh, you know, and, and this is one of those where they were saying back and chest. And, chest. and one of those is like, well, how do you get both? Well, you have a good, big guy land on you. He hit his chest and squashed his back pretty much. Uh, so one of those things. We've seen a couple of those this year. Um, blanking on who it was, but that defender got landed on and it lacerated his liver. Uh, never a good thing. Oh. Uh, but uh, came back from that. Those heal up remarkably well. Uh, God knows livers heal well or we'd all be dead. Uh, <laughs> at least me. Uh, so in, in a situation <laughs> where Char the short week killed it. Uh, had this been a Sunday game, even a Monday game, he likely would have been at least closer. Uh, they just couldn't get it back for Thursday night. Uh, so, so, I mean, go ahead, Jen. while we're at it, can I just ask, since we just talked about a laceration, how probable is it that you can puncture someone's lug when giving them a an injection in their ribs? It happens. Uh, I hate to say, yeah. it's, you know, it's not common because doctors are good at but it. But it's 
but you're putting in a nerve mm-hmm. block. You know, anytime mm-hmm. you're putting uh, a needle into somebody's body, something can happen. When you put it in that location, it's very near the lungs. If you just, you don't mm-hmm. have to puncture the lung, you just have to touch it and the lung kind of freaks out like a, like a weird octopus. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was watching that Netflix thing. Uh, so <laughs> octopus is on the brain. Um, so yeah, this is just one of those things that happened. If you've ever gone to the doctor mm-hmm. and had to have like a cortisone injection or just any sort of procedure, a lot of women uh, have had uh, the epidural injection before childbirth, uh, they'll read you what I call the litany of doom, where it's like, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen, or you could just die. Uh, and they do that for these kind of injections, usually before the season, make the players sign off on a, a waiver, uh, letting the doctors off. But yeah, this is something that happens. It, you know, what's crazy is everybody freaked out. They're like, oh my God, it must be mm-hmm. malpractice. No, it's just right. one of those things that happens a lot like infections that we see after surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when Tom Brady had an infection after his ACL and they were worried they were gonna have to go back in and check whether the graft was bad. Turns out it was fine and he's been fine ever since. But these are the worries that you get. What to me is that players are needing nerve blocks before they can go out and play just as a routine. That tells you a lot about the NFL. Yeah, and I just, I mean, you know, it it, it seemed like it was going to be Justin Herbert's job at some point, no matter what. Um, You know, then that happens to... Right, but then that happens, and then of course Justin Herbert comes in and is ready to play in the NFL, and then you got you start wondering like, wow, is that all we see from Taylor this year? I mean, that definitely has some some implications. You just feel you feel terrible, but yeah, I, mm-hmm. you know, I guess you must have known you were going to be pretty busy this year with the no preseason <laughs> and the shortened camps, and yeah. guys were going to be just getting used to this actual game speed and hits that's the thing is i don't think you can get used to being hit everybody says oh you've got to have that i don't believe that i think what we saw is normally we'll have half of the injuries will happen before week two largely that's because we have the larger rosters and guys who just can't handle the hits uh in camp And, and that's where we see a big number of the injuries now we didn't see those concussions are still down and I can't figure that out. You would have thought that would be something that came mm-hmm. back once we got into the games, but they're, they're actually down by almost 20%. So, yeah, I thought we'd see it. I hoped that we wouldn't, but we're seeing a lot of hamstrings, a lot of backs. Uh, we are seeing those those contact injuries, uh, like with Chark, uh, quarterbacks that are getting hit, a lot of MCL sprains where guys are getting mm-hmm. their knee kind of folded in. They get hit from the outside. Obviously, it's easier to get hit from the outside than the inside of your knee which is why we see more MCLs than LCLs. So we are seeing those in in significantly increased numbers. So uh, speaking of MCL sprains, um, Mostert and Coleman, and apparently Coleman's is worse. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Jerry and I were talking about this earlier. We're talking about, and this is a fantasy implication question. It looks like Jarek McKinnon's the next guy up. But I have a question. If you were Kyle Shanahan, would you really want to really let Jarek McKinnon loose on that turf if they believe that's the problem? Might you, if you got a lead, tend to lean a little more on Jeff Wilson or would that not affect your decision? Yeah, that's, the thing about this is with both MCL injuries, you can say this wasn't the turf. Uh, yeah, they both got hit on the outside of the knee. The MCL gave to some extent. I think with Coleman, it's tougher. He's kind of a between the tackles runner. 
So he's got to be able to make those lateral moves. And if your MCL is not ready, you can't do it. For Mostert, he's as speedy a speed guy as there is. Uh, it wouldn't affect him running forward at all. You often see, I can remember it was Todd Gurley when he was coming back from ACL surgery, also the MCL in that one, which is fairly common. Uh, he did that super fast run on a treadmill and one of those old style roller treadmills. So it looked really impressive. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, he probably could have done that about two weeks out of surgery. It doesn't tell us anything about whether he's healed up because running forward doesn't put much stress at all. Let's see him stop. Let's see him cut, which you can't do on a treadmill. Do we think what about Bosa though? Yeah. yeah, he was, he's, He's an ACL, right? Yeah, he's, a, he's an ACL, and uh, Solomon Thomas also uh, an ACL. We had a lot, a lot of ACLs around the league. It was kind of a catch-up week uh, for it. Uh, both of them non-contact, which throws people because they see guys on uh -huh. them. To, to be a contact ACL has to be somebody hit. You know, somebody hits you on the knee like Adrian Peterson was a few years ago. Uh, with him, he just caught it. There's where you worry about it. There's where you start thinking about the old turf monster, the seams at, at Veterans Stadium. Uh, it's unfortunate, but it happens. The one I always remember was Reggie Wayne here in Indianapolis. He cut his knee, just he, part of him cut, and his knee just went the other way. Uh, looked very, very ugly, but he came back from it. ACLs are essentially a, as routine as Tommy John surgery at this point. You mm -hmm. say, I'll see you in six to nine months. I have some selfish questions, and then I want to actually—I want to get some Fanduel uh, or even just overall fantasy lineup picks. Just some guys that you're maybe targeting this week. Sure. Uh, does Jimmy G play? I know they're monitoring that situation yeah. closely. Is he—he's out. We will not yeah, see out. Jimmy G because I'm looking at Mullins for Fanduel. To be honest, yeah. Mullins is an interesting one. Uh, I don't like Mullins or McKinnon because I just don't have a good feel for where the, the 49ers are going to be, even though it's a good matchup, you start feeling like it's going to be, especially McKinnon, you're like, well, he's going to get all those touches, but you're exactly right. And they start dialing it back just a little bit. They didn't seem to, to uh, in the second half, uh, shy away from Mullins throwing the ball, so they, they could do more of that against uh, a team that struggles there. So Garoppolo with a high ankle sprain, there's just no way this week. It swelled up a lot on him during the half. And so the swelling's still there. Remember, this isn't the ankle itself. Like all of us have probably rolled an ankle playing pickup hoops and it hurts. You curse a little bit, you hop around, and then 10 minutes later, you're usually fine. A high ankle sprain is actually the joint in between the two bones of the lower leg. Uh, and there's a thick, either one or two half thickness uh, ligaments that goes in between there. And so when those bones are spread out, and you shouldn't do that, uh, there's not a lot of motion in there. So when you see that a high ankle sprain tends to be three to four weeks. So I don't think Garoppolo's back. He's definitely not back this week. Next week is iffy at best. He's not a mobile quarterback, so you wouldn't worry about it. A guy like a Russell Wilson, a Kyler Murray, a Lamar Jackson, there's no way they could play on that because you have to do it. Remember, Tua Tagovailoa actually has two reconstructed high ankles, which is almost unique uh certainly in pro, yeah. pro, pro uh, football i don't know if anybody else has had that well maybe you could help me out with this and i'm sure a lot of the listeners right now have been dealing with this we talked about it last week 
And some injuries do factor into this, but then just just overall fantasy insight from you, the Ram situation, right? I said it's like a three-headed coin. Mm -hmm. Like you don't know which Ram running back is yeah. actually going to be the one that gets the touches. And now we do have some nicks to the backfield. Like, you know, Akers has been banged yeah. up, and now Malcolm Brown's banged up. Henderson seems to be the healthier. If you had to kind of give out a pick on those Rams running backs, I know it's almost an impossible task, but who do you like out of the Rams backfield? I actually like Brown. Anytime you see a running back wearing down, coaches seem to have kind of a, oh, this is, we've got to back off him. So a guy having an impact injury, especially this early like Akers does with the ribs, there's not really a whole lot you can do other than what they did with Tyrod Taylor. So same sort of situation. You wonder whether they're going to be reluctant to do something there. Uh, with Brown, it's just a, a broken finger. And, and just, it's not my fingers. Uh, so, <laughs> The worry is, can he hold on to the ball? And if he can do that, you know, they can, they can't splint it per se, but they can protect it. And players, <clears throat> you know, Ronnie Lott will just cut it off. Uh, Brown will just play through it. So I, I would go with him. That's a great question. <laughs> and I got a few more selfish ones because I was engaged in a few trade situations. I picked up Mike Davis and then yeah. I, I, I even, after the pickup, I, I went to the guy who who has Christian McCaffrey. I said, hey, you want to trade something for Mike Davis, get yeah. you through these few weeks? He said, and he knows, I don't know why he said this, oh, I'm not buying the McCaffrey timeline. I think he's going to come back way sooner. Do you have any insight to that? And how, how much value do we think we get from Mike Davis and for maybe how long? Yeah, there's a couple things that go into this one. I love dangling the handcuffs at people because I don't believe in handcuffs. So making somebody make a bad move on top of that, I think is always great. So good on you there. Uh, first, McCaffrey is a high ankle sprain. Again, we just talked about what that is, but McCaffrey is the perfect lateral back. He's gotta be able to cut, he's gotta be able to shoot. Uh, that is not what Davis does. Davis is a power back. So is Matt Rule over his head, which I think he is, I thought that from the time they first started looking at him, uh, is he going to be able to adjust? Mike Davis is not going to be able to do what Christian McCaffrey is. And if you have a Christian McCaffrey or a Saquon Barkley, uh, who's a different kind of back altogether, you build your offense around those kind of guys. Can rule adjust? How much are you going to have to take out of the playbook? What does that put on everybody else? So I don't like Mike Davis this week. I do think he's going to get volume, but I don't think rules going to be able to adjust. I, I don't think they're going to be able to do as much. I think they're, going to get behind, which makes Teddy Bridgewater a decent up pick because he might have to throw the ball 60 times. Yeah, I tend to agree. I don't love Mike Davis. A lot of people were all over him. I mean, I think that there are situations where you need to start him this week because yeah. that's where you are. But um, a lot of people went out and went crazy. And the same with Devonta Freeman. You know, they went crazy spending their fab budget. And for me, and I'll ask you this, I mean, we're talking about a guy that didn't have a great season last year. He's not in condition, right? He hasn't been in camp. Yeah. Um, what are our realistic expectations? I think probably why he wanted to sign with New York is he wanted to be a three down and every yeah. down back, you know, and that's the position he wanted. And, and here it is. But how much can we rely on that in a somewhat anemic offense? Yeah, that, that's the other thing. It's a, it's a bad offense to begin with. It's a worse offense without Saquon Barkley. And Freeman was out there saying, I want to start. That was the reason he hadn't signed. He could have signed five or six different teams if he was willing to be a backup, willing to take on maybe that power back role. So I think you're exactly right with that. I don't love the pick. There was a reason he was out on the street. And talking to personnel guys, 
this week, they're monitoring guys like this. They've got a list five and six deep at every position and saying, where is this guy? Where is he working out? What coaches is he working with? Is he back at his old college uh, in the gym uh, in, in situations like that? So I, I'm not high on Freeman. I wasn't high on Freeman before. There's a reason he was on the street. And you would definitely not start him this week. No, I mean, there's got to be a better option. Somewhere on the waiver wire, there's got to be a better option. At least this week. Yeah. That's my thoughts. Um, Will, you got any little uh, picks for us that we haven't hit on yet? Any uh, players to kind of watch? A little Will Carroll insight that we haven't touched upon yet? I've got two. The first is CD Lamb. Jen loves you. The Cowboys uh, (laughs) are throwing the ball. He's not going to get volume, but he's going up against a team that really can't cover slot backs, and that's where he's been lining up most of the time. Uh, he's also in motion a lot of the time, so they're getting, using his speed. I think at some point they're going to start using him uh, as kind of a reverse runner uh, just, just to get Ezekiel Elliott a little bit of, of freedom. So I like him this week. The other one who's been horrible in the first two games is Carson Wentz. Uh, good matchup this week. I don't think the Eagles are as bad as they've looked. I think Doug Peterson will make adjustments, and I think Wentz, uh, especially this week against a, an iffy defense at best. Uh, actually, I think both teams could end up throwing the ball a lot. I think we're going to have a high-volume offense on both sides. So I like the Eagles and the Bengals in that matchup. And by the way, C.D. Lamb, only $5,600 on yeah. FanDuel, so that's a really good piece for your lineups this Sunday. Yeah, finding those third wide receivers – uh, that are actually going to get touches. Uh, it's a bit of a lottery ticket because he's not going to get 10 targets. He's going to get four. Mm-hmm. And if he breaks one of those, he just made a week. Will Carroll, uh, you you broke my heart a little bit with saying the Giants' anemic offense following that Sorry. with C.D. Lamb and the Cowboys' awesome <laughs> offense, but I love you anyway. You are officially now the first friend of the show. You did two episodes. I cannot, I need to see the third option green screen next week. So I need you back next week. And then I hope you could come up with more. Again, you got to follow Will on Twitter at Injury Expert and the Under the Knife newsletter, which is fantastic. You get more stuff like this from our guy, Will. Will, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you, Will. Will just hit us with some info. And now we could maybe get into discussing some of our FanDuel picks and lineups because now we are fully in the know, or at least as much as we can be. So, so Jen, as you know, I have not been doing well in the waiver wire. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the waiver wired league. I'm plummeting. Okay. I've had a few bottom 10 finishes. I need a big week. Uh, but before okay. we get into that, I do want to talk about some of the, uh, we'll just talk in the sense of the Sunday million. Cause I do like, I want to incorporate those four o'clock and evening games yeah. that we uh, For sure. discussed. Can I throw a lineup at you? Yeah. Throw it and at please me. Please feel free to pick it apart or say that, hey, I like what you're doing out there. Okay. All right. So going off of, and I really focused on the the FanDuel Sportsbook over-unders, okay? And obviously, we, we got some Cowboys and we got some Seahawks to discuss. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I also liked the Lions-Cardinals matchup. For and sure. we have not yes. seen a lot from Matt Stafford this year, fantasy-wise. And the Lions are mm-hmm. 0-2. They need a win. Obviously, the Cardinals are good. They got a pretty good D. That over-under, to me, did seem high at 55. So, Matt Stafford, $7,300. I thought that was a good quarterback to build off of. I'm gonna If you're going to be doing that, I said, might as well 
throw in some Kenny Galladay for $7,500. I know that's a risk because he's coming off a hamstring and that could be very, very dangerous. But I thought if you're going to go Stafford, it's worth the shot there. Um, Will Carroll will not like this. I do have Mike Davis in this lineup to make it work. $6,000 for Mike Davis. How much is Mike Davis? Six, I'm going to give you an alternative that's going to fix 6000 What's Continue. the alternative? Okay. What, do, you, do you want to give it now? Well, maybe, or after maybe you it's hear- not. But you know what? I'll give it afterward because I think he's going to be my pick of the week. Uh, Mike Davis, not a bad pick, though. Okay. You like him. Well, then you're you know? really going to love this pick um, or okay. uh, you're probably not going to like this pick. I actually think that quietly this guy's been having a super strong season. Um, Joshua Kelly in so that, that nice matchup against the that's Panthers. That's my pick. That's your pick? $5,900. That's the guy. $5,900, guys. I will wax poetic. Should I wax poetic now? Wax poetic wax now. Poetic later. Do it now. I'm going to wax poetic later. Okay, first of all, what people don't realize, Joshua Kelly and Austin Eckler each have 35 carries through the first two games. And Kelly saw 23 of those carries and his three targets in week two with Herbert under center. And he had 25 touches versus Eckler's 20. Well, guess what? This week they're facing the Panthers. The Panthers have given up the most touchdowns to running backs and the most fantasy points in general to the running back position so far this year. $5,900 if you're taking one of these two. And if you think they both can't be successful, just look at last year. Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon were successful in the Chargers offense. So I see no reason not to use Joshua Kelly. I was going to tell you to maybe pivot Mike Davis to Joshua Kelly, but you already I have them both. And we might, can we, are we saying Joshua Kelly might be the new last year's Austin Eckler? He's kind of in that role now. I think he now. could at least be last year's Melvin Gordon. Right. Do you know what I mean? So, and it will depend. I mean, Herbert's throwing more. They both were better with Herbert. So, and as you were saying, you really like Herbert. Me too. I liked what I saw. He's less likely to try to make plays with his legs. He's going to get the ball out of his hands. These guys have a great matchup this Sunday. So we got Stafford. We got Galladay. We got Joshua Kelly. We got Mike Davis. Okay. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. if these fine players do their jobs and and get me some points, even if they stick to around average or even slightly above average, which I will need from them, here is the home run potential of this lineup. And this is in the Sunday Million, so we're involving all games. Sticking okay. with the over-under theory, and we talked about DK Metcalf earlier, $6,500 against a Dallas defense and secondary yes. that did not look like they could stop Seems anybody. too cheap, right? Seems a seems little like low. Seems like it's too affordable. I agree. I have him in some lineups too. It seems too affordable. Yeah. It seems too good. Great value there. Okay. So yep. that to me is one of my home run picks. Okay. I went Colts defense. I'm just in the- and Me it, too. It, it might be wrong. 4,800 is- No, it's is, not wrong. I, it's not wrong at all. The Colts have been the best defense. They've been incredible this year. Go look at the numbers. No one thought they would be. If you- Jerry- here we go. We're vibing. Right. Now we're talking. We are vibing. Uh, and also, look, $4,800, I think it's like the second or third high. I think the the Niners yeah. are the most expensive defense. I think the Colts are second or third. I think the Chargers defense is uh, yeah. actually even up there. Okay. So now we're getting into that. Another sneaky pick. And I meant to ask, well, Carol, I, we're not seeing George Kittle this week, although you never know what George Kittle, he could play. I, I just don't. I will never trust George Kittle either playing or not playing until moments before the game because I feel like that dude's mm-hmm. a maniac. He'll be like, my leg's mm-hmm. broken, but I'm playing anyway. But right. in the event that he's out, and it might be a week too late, and it probably is, Jordan Reed against the Giants? even if, yeah. And if it is Nick Mullins, like we know it's going to be. 
you know, little security blanket. Nick Mullins might not be going down the field. Although Nick Mullins and his starts uh, filling it, like he has not been a terrible fantasy quarterback. No, and you're right. I don't know. Jordan Reed, again, that might be a week too late. $5,300 at tight end. Even if he does half of what he did last week, I think it's a sneaky good pick. Yeah, I have no problem with Jordan Reed. I think uh, Dalton Schultz is 49, which is another good value. And Mo Alley-Cox, assuming Jack Doyle doesn't play, also a really good pick. I think he's only 5,000, and we know Philip Rivers loves to target his tight end. So, I mean, some really good options at tight end this week. Yeah, John who's even well is still a good price, too. Exactly. I have Jonu in a couple lineups. Um, yeah, so I like where you're going. I mean, I, it is a little risky to do Stafford and Galladay. That's the biggest risk. But also one of the things that people may or may not realize is when you're playing a tournament, you have to kind of go a little bit against the chalk yeah. or you're probably not going to win. Um, and so you got to just take some riskier plays and take some real upside shots. And Matt Stafford, when he's good, he's really good. And what he's been missing is a healthy Kenny Galladay. Yeah, you know, if if the hamstring is still bothering Galladay, this is this is a bad pick for sure. But um, again, looking at the over unders, it's fifty five. You know, I I don't think the Cardinals are going to win forty five to ten. So um, could you pivot to DeAndre Hopkins well, if? Um, Kenny Galladay? No, because here's why. No, and also Jordan it. Reed, $5,300. That's like, you know, I think that's a good price for him. But like you said, Jordan Reed is the malleable piece in this lineup that you could swap other really good options. So if you're uncomfortable and with get Reed, some money back. you could switch out. But all of that that I just uh -huh. told you has allowed me then to start. Oh, in boy. addition to Galladay, I could afford DeAndre Hopkins as the centerpiece of awesome. this team. And I could afford Derrick Henry, the Tennessee-Minnesota mm -hmm. game, which we're going to talk about because of the 1 yes. p.m. games, that's the highest over-under at 49 and a half. Derrick Henry at my flex, DeAndre Hopkins at my wide receiver. That is my Sunday million-dollar ticket team. I think that's a great team. Whew. I really do. I'm out of breath. Uh, do you have some other picks you want to give out that are in the four o'clock and, and night games? Or do you want to then get to the waiver wired 1 p.m. only you know, format? We can get to the 1 p.m. only format. The ones I wanted to talk about were, um, you know, the the Dallas, the Seattle. Mm -hmm. the, I think the Arizona play is going to be good. If Christian Kirk were healthy, I would play him. There's a lot of upside there. And, you know, we know what's been going on with Green Bay. And I, I'm kind of staying away from New Orleans right now. So, But those are the three highest totals in Vegas. And as we talked about last week, I like to go to those games. And Vegas is scary good at how accurate they are. It's it's kind of almost creepy. Like, do they actually have a magic eight ball? Or what is it that they're doing? Like, is this going to be 55 points? You are right. Um, I mean, I don't know. But you, it's always a good way to start. My waiver wire team. And I know why I've been doing so poorly. I figured it out. Because I, okay. I, I put wow. this team together. And I, I, I sat back and I looked. And I'm like, wow, this is a lineup that you are trying to win the league with, that you know you are probably the only person that has this combination <laughs> of players. That is what my waiver-wired lineup is. And maybe it's stupid to give it out. You'd be a fool to actually copy this lineup. But um, I built the lineup, Jen, with okay. Nick Mullins starting at quarterback. Okay. Well, you know what? I think this week is a really fun one because there's not a lot of quarterbacks and you're going to have to get creative. The 1 p.m. games 
games aren't exactly the exciting flashy ones, so I like it. Yeah, all the 1 p.m. over-unders were not very high. Like I mentioned, the Titans and the Vikings at 49.5 were the highest. The Raiders' Pats are 47.5 over-under, which... You know, there's obviously some great players to play in there. And then Rams, Bills, 47. But you think Bills defense, like, and the Rams three-headed monster running back situation, not very comfortable with that. So I focused, like I always said too, always put a Falcon in there. So I got Nick Mullins and I got the Jordan Reed combo. Again, you could swap out Reed. I got a Miles and a Miles Sanders play. I love that Good. Cincy Philly game. That wasn't the high over under, but but I, let me tell you what. Cincinnati's given up the second most fantasy points to running backs. I have him in my lineup for that exact reason, too. I also think you were a week and a half off with your Deshaun Jackson play. And I think this is the week. Oh, I like I that think you call. Were, I, I, think it's, I think Deshaun Jackson was a pick that a lot of people liked. And you obviously toted him early. And I, I don't think you were wrong. I agreed. I thought that was like a sneaky good pick with what's shaking out with the Eagles receivers. And now it hasn't panned out for two weeks. I think everybody's going to be off DJAC. Off him. And now just when you're sound asleep and you think the DJAC train isn't going, I think now this is going to be the week where Deshaun maybe goes for like four catches, 142 touchdowns. I'm putting DJAC in this They could have finally gotten their chemistry together. I like it. Yep. I like it. And sticking in that game, uh, I have Sanders from that game. I have DJAC. And then I threw Tyler Boyd in because I just talked about him so much on this trade. So he was in my brain, and I felt like I have to get a share of Tyler Boyd somewhere in case he goes uh, he goes off. And then I, I really went big on running back in that Tennessee-Minnesota game. I took both uh, Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry, 8,600 and 8,200 respectively. Nice. And that's my waiver wire team, which I think is either going to win the whole thing or is going to come in last place. Okay. Get, I like it. I like it a lot. Give some help um, for the 1 p.m. people. So, okay, so here's my lineup. I'll give it to you. I am starting out with Ryan Tannehill. And there are so many reasons why. First of all, I, I don't know what a guy has to do to get some respect around <laughs> here, but seriously, this guy is really, really good. He threw for four touchdowns in the last game. And so far, he's thrown six touchdown passes for 488 yards and zero interceptions. And his team is 2-0. and oh. This guy was the second highest scoring quarterback um, from week six onward last year, only behind Lamar Jackson. And people still don't give him any credit. He's priced $100 less than Mitch Trubisky. I'm sorry, I'm going Tanny here. Let me tell you another reason why. I'm layering him up with Corey Davis, mm -hmm. who I get it. You've probably all been burned by Corey Davis, but if you're gonna use him anywhere, DFS is the way. $5,300. And Minnesota has given up the second most points to the wide receiver position. Their secondary is just terrible. They should run all over them. So that's my Tennessee thing. And then I threw Johnu Smith in there because I think he'll get the targets. Now we'll see if he's all healthy and ready to go. So those are my three Titans. And then I went Miles Sanders, just like you love the matchup. Then I went James Conner, mm. kind of like that matchup too against Houston. Then I threw Calvin Ridley in there because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm so happy to not so be playing Calvin Ridley finally in any of my <sighs> seasonals because I went through two weeks of Calvin Ridley hell. <laughs> then I threw in Allen Robinson Jr. Because, sorry, Allen Robinson the second because it's time. You love Allen Robinson, Atlanta. admit it. He's one of your favorite I love players. Him. <laughs> he is one of my favorite players. He totally is. They need to pay him. Um, and then I threw in my flex, Nick Chubb, 
Oh, and my defense, I went ahead and went Titans too. So those are my four Titans. Now I may switch out my flex. Mm -hmm. I was thinking of going Juju, um, but we're waiting on, because I'd really like to play him versus the Houston secondary, but we're waiting on his health. He's a little banged up. Again, yeah, when we give you these uh, lineups on Thursday, we still might edit them, but this is kind of like the blueprint. And I feel like if you don't put in an entry to our contest early, you might get shut out. Like my wife who was shut week, out yeah. uh, last week and she's the real threat. And again, uh, you know, it's kind of win place or show. So, and I'm, I'm just going to say you've performed admirably in the waiver wired FanDuel League. So far, but anything can happen. One of us, though, is due to crack a top five right now. Like, it's week three. Yeah. We're settled in. We have a lot of data now. One of us is due to crack the top three. I hope so. Or else I, I mean... have to threaten to quit again. <laughs> now, if we win our own contest, we don't really win, right? Yes, Somebody we do. Else gets to play the I'm going to yeah, the tournament of champions if I win. Yeah. I, 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 you know what? You could pick the head to head, or maybe we let Twitter pick the head to head. I will earn my. No, if I get in, I'm no. getting in. This is about All right. money All right. and pride. <laughs> Two yeah. things that I mean, not that I care much about, but you know, that's why we're. we're uh, it's why we're doing it. Um, let's do it. Anything else to add? Anything else we missed? Any other players you want to hit? Or uh, should we wrap it up and get on to the Thursday night I game don't know. to watch? Should we answer one or two mailbags? Have we gotten any? I put Twitter? it out there on Twitter. I know you got a bunch more than I do because I think people just care about your opinion more than mine. <laughs> but uh, is there one that really caught your eye that you want to help let's, out a listener? or uh, Let's quickly run one by Jerry and see what he thinks. All right, here's one. Um which which back on the Rams, Henderson or Brown? We answered that one. Yeah. Will says Brown. Will Carroll said Brown, and I would just defer to him on this. I have a share of every Rams running back in somewhere, and um, I'm I'm clueless, so I'm going to defer to Will Carroll this week as well. And if I I'm going to start Malcolm Brown in the league, I have him in. I'm going to bench Hen Henderson and Cam Akers. I like that idea. Okay, we got the question: Who do you like tonight on DFS? Minshew Mania, Lavisca, or Fitz? <sighs> Man, I mean, I, I think you gotta like Minshew, but Lavisca <laughs> certainly is going to be thrust into a bigger position now. So I would right. say Lavisca's worth the the play, knowing what we know now about the injury. But you, I don't think you'd be wrong. And also, is Gardner Minshew like going to be a huge Halloween costume this year? A lot of people going to go dressed as gotta Gardner be. Minshew. You would think, right? Got to, and you got to come with like a twelve pack of beer. Twelve pack of beer. Ah, uh, I think yeah. Gardner or Lavisca, you can't go wrong. I, I'm with you. I think you play both of them. If you can, you yeah, if you have room, unless you have yeah. something else we don't well, know about. I think you're going to have that MVP thing. I think you can afford right. both. Um, so, and then one last question. How about this? This one's a little trickier. Half point PPR league. Need to pick two. David Montgomery, Kareem Hunt, DJ Moore, and Marquise Brown. I go, I go Moore and Hunt. Um, Reason being, I like that PPR stat. I think, you know, I think Hunt's going to obviously, they're just going to try to get the ball to Chubb and Hunt a lot. I think it's time. I think they get it now in Cleveland. Um, I think they've always known. Obviously, Odell had a great catch in a good game, but I think they know they got to feed those two. And I think DJ Moore, if everything everyone's saying is right, and even Will Carroll not loving Mike Davis, I think DJ Moore is going to be the guy who has to step up to put some points on the board for that offense. So I would go Moore I and Hunt. I like that a lot. Um, I'm probably going to go 
In a half point PPR, more in Hollywood Brown. Um, I just like that matchup versus Houston. So I think they'll be successful. Um, wait, Hollywood Brown. No, they're not no, facing they're Houston. Ch- they're facing Chiefs. the Chiefs. That's a big uh, big Monday night oh, matchup, even better. right? Yeah. Oh, even better. Prime time. Yeah, let's do that. Hollywood and prime time. What's that going to be like? Oh, it's going to be great. Lamar versus Mahomes. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. We have wait. so much to talk about. We have about. a great weekend. Uh, great. We will be back first thing Monday morning to recap and therapeutically discuss everything that's happened. Thank you, Will Carroll. Jen, thank you very much. And uh, good luck to all of you out there. Week three, we're almost a quarter of the way through the season. So start making your moves now. Thank you, guys.